Hey, this is Kat Kahn from Knoxville, Tennessee. And Tanya Rice from Minneapolis, Minnesota. We are grateful you've joined us. And we cannot wait to share with you the musings of a couple of yogis. We hope you learn, laugh, and enjoy. And we hope you will share with us any of your comments or questions. Without further ado, this is Two Pittas on a Pod. Hey, Kat. Hey, Tanya. How's it going? Going great. How's your day? My day was very good. I was very busy, busy, busy with the travel side of my yoga studio and just doing all kinds of stuff and delaying working on my writing that I have to send to my mentor. But I'm proud to announce that I have 14 of the 30 pages done and I've got more of them I just haven't inserted. So nice. Congrats. Intention. And speaking of that, what are we talking about today? Intention setting. <laughs> Mindfulness, living yeah. a more purposeful life. I mean, you could go down the list. I know. I, I like intentions and we set them all the time. We set them. I'm sure you have people set them for yoga classes. We set them at New Year's. We set them when we're going to have a challenging day or just actually for your day in general. And I guess I'm going to talk more about the daily part of it and you're going to talk about the life part of it. But I I believe when you set your intention, it helps you to manifest what you want. And it's really more than just thinking about a goal and thinking about how you want your day to go. It's really putting it out there and helping you have a true focus. And I set them, I guess I set intentions really daily. Yeah. I mean, ultimately I do too. Uh, Part of my planner that I use, it has a section for setting intentions And I really do like that because I do feel like it kind of really encourages you not to forget about it. You know, a little bit like your daily journaling, like, right, this is this really keeps me disciplined in setting intentions, which inevitably you notice after a time how much of a difference it really does make. Mm -hmm. It's it's, you know. It's not hocus pocus, folks. It's for real. It works. It sets up your mood. It sets up everything. It makes everything more tolerable. And if somewhere in the course of the day, something goes awry, go back to that intention for the day. Mm -hmm. Well, not try to be specific uh, sometimes. And some of the intentions may be literal like to an end goal, like to finish a project, tackle something that I've been putting it off. But sometimes it might just be more of a being, like speaking my truth, being strong, um, believing in my voice, um, embracing change, things like that. And I was flipping around on the internet today and I um, came up with a great article from Mind Body Green. And I wanted to share the first like four little sentence uh, with you. Um, Setting an intention is like drawing a map of where you wish to go. It becomes a driving force behind your goals and your visions. Without an intention, there is no map. And you're just driving down a road with no destination in mind. That said, an authentic intention cannot be forced. You can't set an intention you don't believe in. That is really great because that like lines up with the whole purposeful life that I kind of am going to drive us right into from here is that sort of getting specific with your intention, using your mantras to get your work done. And as you always tell us, your mind's a powerful tool. So use it, right? Use it for your benefit. And when we line up our actions with our intentions, things start to fall in place. 
-hmm. It's a little bit like what you're talking about the roadmap, like driving around aimlessly is going to get you nowhere in life, right? But if you line up your action, the direction of your car with your intention, the roadmap, you're going to get places. I love that. And you just burn up a lot of gas getting nowhere too, if you don't have a roadmap. Yeah. It reminds me of a story that the priest in our church when I was growing up used to tell the story about lining up your intentions with your behaviors. He he always referred to them as our behaviors, right? Um, and he used to talk about how to us teenagers, you know, in the youth program, we'd be all angelic while we were at church. But the minute we get in the car, we're brawling and fighting with our siblings. And yeah. it is like that's that just how it's not lined up, like, right, like it's inauthentic. And so I love that you reference the authenticity of it, because if we really do line it up with our truth and our actual desires and what we know to be good for us, then it's going to land in place more quickly. Mm -hmm. I agree. Well, and another thing, setting intentions helps us to better focus and to be more productive. It can help you achieve who you want to be. So another reason I like setting intentions, uh, it helps to eliminate the limitations. And so we sometimes we can set the bar too high. Other times and more often we can limit ourselves. When we do this, we end up not striving for our best life and we end up feeling unsuccessful. Just like we're, you know, we don't feel fulfilled. Well, and with that is, you know, sometimes when you set the bar too high, you just diminish your own courage. Like you're like, oh, well, then I didn't do it. I'm not good enough for it. You know what I mean? Like it just helps throw you back into that circle of negative self-talk versus positive intentions. Mm -hmm. True, true. So how, how do you set an intention? So um, I usually create a mantra for the day and Tanya's going to go into more detail about that later. When we did, when I did my, finished my 500 hour teacher training with her, we set a life mantra and that was powerful. It was so powerful. I love that so much. So I'm looking forward to what she's going to talk to us about with that. But when I create a mantra for the day, it helps me to stay focused and determined to accomplish what I set for that day. So it does keep me on track. One thing that's important about setting a daily mantra is to, and well, all mantras, but to keep the intention positive. So for example, if your intention is to handle a stressful boss in a better way, you might say, I am peaceful and calm. I always do my best. You wouldn't want to say, I will try to get through the day today, even though my boss, you know, sucks, but or <laughs> even though my boss stinks. So you want to try to keep your mantra in a positive way and you want to voice your intention daily and often because this creates intention. We train our minds to believe what we're telling it. And, and I do always talk about how powerful our minds are because I, I have lived what my mind has told me so much of my life and I believed it until I stopped it and changed it. We train our mind to focus and to let go of the monkey chatter and it, the intention helps us to tune into what's important. And I, I do think that if you're sticking with one intention regularly, you might need to vary the intention just a bit as you live with it because you don't want it to become stale or just become that chatter in your head and lose its value and its meaning. So you don't really need to, like the one I just talked about with the stressful boss, instead of saying one day I'm peaceful and calm and I always do my best, you might change it to, I enjoy the peace and the calm. You know, keeping the same thought there, but just so 
your brain hears it just a little bit differently. It picks it up like, oh, okay, we're still doing that right. Okay, I got it. Um, but remember, you can't control those around you. You can, you, but you can control how you react to the people around you. So setting an intention like that can help you feel like you're more in control. And then use that intention as a meditation. You know, use your breath to move the intention through your whole body. Allow your exhales to release negativity and doubt. And then allow some time in your meditation to be grateful for your intention also. I love that. Being grateful for any changes that you see that are lining up with your intention. Mm -hmm. Giving credit where credit is due. Well, and that bolster your mind too. And it gives you that sense of, oh, wow, we can do this. It's creating that positive feedback Mm -hmm. for you to see the positive effect for you to continue setting better, newer, longer intention. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. It's that rewiring of the brain that we love to talk about. (laughs) It is though. It's changing that negative self-talk into something that's actually going to help influence and put your life in alignment Mm -hmm. with your authenticity. I do think that one of the things that's really hard for people is to decide what what is my intention? Like, right, you have been, I'm sure in a yoga class where you're three, five minutes into class, and the teacher's like, take time to set an intention. And you're like, I just came to class to work out like I have no idea what I'm supposed to intend right now, right. And you know, a lot of times, I will take that little exercise out for the students and give them an intention for them Mm -hmm. so that they don't have to have a thought process in mind, which, you know, I've had students say, Oh, thank you for that, because I really had no no idea what I was going to think about for today, <laughs> you know, yeah. and it just takes a little bit of weight off their shoulder. But the intentions that you and I are talking about are more specific to ourselves, more mm-hmm. specific to our daily tasks, more specific to our even our emotional well-being. If we're having an issue with our mental wellness, this is a great way for us to try and retrain that language that we're using in our mind. So I know how you brought up, you know, using an intention for mood or, you know, using an intention for your emotional well-being too. So Mm -hmm. I love that you use the words peace and calm have helped a lot of students who are dealing with anxiety or fear or worry and helping them to change that language, right? Mm -hmm. So when it comes to creating that mantra, there are a ton of exercises out there. Google up some exercises, find a yoga teacher near you who is willing to help you sit down and write a mantra and be mindful though that there are some like rules and guidelines to a good mantra. And when I say good mantra, I mean one that is going to have a more lasting and longer effect. So some of those rules are that we want to keep them in the I am statement instead of future tense, ing tense. We want to keep them in the present tense. So for example, I am smart. Okay, well, hopefully I've already succeeded there. But I'm just giving you the idea that it's not I will be getting smart, or I will get smart, or I will be smart to tomorrow, which are all future tense, right? We want that intention to be present tense. And as you said, using positive words. So if our intention is about removing fear, we know we can't use an ING. And we know we can't say I won't be fearful, because that's got negative language in it in terms of the not right? So we want it to be I am fearless or some other adjective that will redefine fearfulness for us, whether it's I am fierce 
I am a warrior, right? Define it however you choose so that you're filling in that negative behavior with a positive term, right? And know too that regardless of whether you feel like your mantra is actually true right now, we still want to chant it over and over and over and over again until it becomes the new language of our mind. And then someday you'll be driving down the road and you'll be like, well, my mantra just came true. And now you won't need it anymore, right? It's the beauty of writing a good mantra is that it can stay with you for a very long time and or miraculously come true. And that's the beauty of a good mantra. So even if it's not currently true, remember that mantras need to be in the present tense, generally an I am statement. We want them to be an odd number of syllables or words. Because it helps in the cadence if you are chanting that vibration on the roof of the mouth mm -hmm. will also help you physiologically setting the intention that your biology lines up with your biography. Wow, isn't that cool? Yeah, so keeping those syllables or words as three, five, seven, nine, like whatever it is for you mm -hmm. and setting that mantra. Wow, very, very cool. You know, another thing that... I I might mention is that intentions help us to live intentionally. Intentions help us to have a clear vision for what you want to achieve. But another thing, it also helps you notice the small things that you may have missed. And setting intentions help, helps us to stay grounded and focused. They can help you change your life in the greatest ways, eliminating doubt and limitations and allowing you to see your results. You had an experience where you had a mantra that you went you used over and over and over. And then one day it was like, bam. Three and, and a half years. Uh-huh. And then it slapped you right in the face as it came true. You were like, I mean, that's, that is so cool to be able to sit back and own that and go, you know what? I, my mind did that. My it mind absolutely did do that. It took a long time for that intention to really take root because it was trying to overcome years and years and years of that approval addiction that I had been struggling with for so long but mm -hmm. that intention finally came true and after the we'll say incident mm -hmm. I was like oh my gosh I just did it I just did it the intention <laughs> I did it <laughs> I yep. think about that intention often didn't that empower you though to believe that you and your mind had the ability to change you know the direction of your life in that instance yeah freaking awesome Yep. And so that like helps segue into, you know, the importance of why we're talking about this, you and I, is because we want to share with our listeners that that intention setting is how we manifest our desires. It's how we manifest our creative ideas. It's how we manifest our dreams. It's how we get on board with our own truth. And even if it's this tiny little voice inside us that hasn't been heard, if we give it a platform, then it can find be heard. And that's the beauty of setting those intentions using those mantras is to break down all of that armor you've built around yourself so that tiny voice of truth can just break free. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. It's like 
instead of seeing is believing in this case saying is believing yeah very very true i like that yeah sometimes remember too like the differences between goals and intentions and mantras like right goals are those stepping stones that we use Mm -hmm. to get to wherever we're going right and a mantra is a repetitive phrase that we use to help change the course of our brain waves like Mm -hmm. literally rewiring the synopses in the brain the intention is i don't want to say the end goal because i don't want to use the same term as all but it's that end manifestation we want for ourselves it's really the big picture right so if the goals are the stepping stone the mantras the words that we use Mm -hmm. the intention is that place we want to get to a little tidbit about building a healthy mantra and you know some of it will take some deep what we call svadhyaya or self-study in setting a really good mantra though it requires us to put it all on the table with ourselves we'll Mm -hmm. say so i encourage our listeners to spend a little bit of time sitting down with a piece of paper and going down an inventory and on the left hand side of the paper, writing down all of your negative behaviors, your frustrations, your negative emotions, the things that seem to be holding you back. I like to call it the excuses half of the page. And I say excuses because if somebody says, what do you want in life? And you say, well, I want to drive a white Porsche, right? (laughs) And then, then somebody says, well, why don't you? And you're like, well, I don't have the money. It's not what my husband and I were talking about. I don't have the time to clean it. I live in Minnesota, so convertibles don't make sense. I mean, you go down this whole litany of excuses, right? Now I'm giving you a white Porsche's, you know, being sort of sarcastic, like I mean this to be intentional but I'm just giving you that general idea, right? Right. But it's all of the things on the left-hand side that are your excuses or what's holding you back from actually achieving the intention or the end game that you want on the right-hand side. And then on the right-hand side of the page, I want you to write down all of the end game stuff. And this could be something as little as drop 10 pounds. It could be something as big as quit my job and start a new business. What I love doing doing selling flowers in a flower shop, you know, whatever it is, like write those on the right hand side. And maybe it's more than one thing. Maybe it's five, six, seven, eight things, move houses, get a cabin, live in the woods. I don't care what it is, but what that end game is. And with that end game, maybe include some adjectives of your perfect self, calm, strong, funny, intelligent, like add some of those adjectives so that when you go to write the mantra, you can use that powerful colored language within the mantra. Mm -hmm. So say that the intention was to lose 50 pounds. Okay. And on the left hand side, some of your excuses were I'm addicted to sugar, or I like my wine and beer, or I can't give up pizza because it's so good and greasy or whatever. All your little excuses were I don't have time to exercise or whatever it was. Right. So on the left hand side, you have all your excuses. And on the right hand side, you have all of your positive intentions and you choose one Because for now, one mantra at a time. If you have too many mantras, it's a little bit like, well, I'm going to run a marathon and I'm going to do this and I'm going to start a new business. It's too much on your plate. One thing at a time, right? And so with that, 
be mindful that you can always come to the other ones again. So option to keep your sheet of paper or two, if you've put out stuff on there that includes maybe divorcing your spouse because your change is to live a new life without this person, maybe you want to burn that piece of paper. So whatever, remember that this is you putting this all out there and you can choose to keep it or destroy it. That's up to you. But when you go to write that intention, we're using the example of 50 pounds. We're using the example of calm, safe, secure in our words and language that maybe your mantra is, I live healthy and thin, or I live my ideal weight, or I am my ideal weight. If you want, put the number in there, right? Set the intention out there so that as you continue to say it, it becomes your truth. When you go to the refrigerator and pull out the cold pizza, you hear yourself say, I am healthy and my goal weight. And you say, no, I'm not going to have the pizza. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you could even turn it into, I love my body because, you know, you could even take it there because a lot of times when someone comes in and tells me I've got to lose 10 pounds, it's not the pounds. Your intention might turn up for you also. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You might find that your intention was something entirely different. I don't know. What do you think about that? Absolutely true. But this is how, you know, as you're writing a mantra, you'll know this sooner than later if the mantra fits you because it will become attractive to you as you say it. If you say it and you're like, yeah, no, it sounds good, but I just don't think it's possible. Mm-mm, it sounds good. I don't think it's possible. If it is aligning with your truth, it will sound possible. Wow. I love that. That is so true. Yep. Groovy stuff. It is. I love, I wrote this as I was jotting down all my notes and I'll, I'll do this before we close off with any of our other ideas. Cause I know we have books to share and maybe a website to share too, but intentions are what we put out in hopes for an answer. It's like our mantras are what we put out in faith because we believe it's already answered. It just hasn't been revealed to us yet. Wow. I like that. Right. So if you think about that, our intention is what we have hope for, mm-hmm. right? But our mantra is what we have faith in already existing. We just believe and know and trust that it hasn't yet been revealed to us. Wow. And we're agreeing to continue to chant it, say it, whisper it, sleep mm-hmm. with it, whatever we need to do to commit to it until it is revealed to us. Wow. They are powerful. So what books do you have to share? I have three books and you know how I am. I like to do easy, intermediate, maybe more difficult, depending on the level you want to enter into mantras and intentions. I think the most accessible for everyone to read is a book called The Power of Intention by Dr. Wayne W. Dyer. It's a great book, Mm -hmm. an easier read, not super complicated. The second one, and I know I mentioned this in one of our chakra podcasts as well, is As a Man Think It by James Allen. And this is all about lining up what in your brain with what's in your heart and what's, you know, what you're actually doing. Mm -hmm. And then the last book, maybe the most complicated is a book called Positive Psychology by Bridget Grenville Cleave. And the book is really sciencey, which I gravitate towards, you know Uh. that. But yet it's really an amazing tool because it really does give you the science behind positive psychology. It gives you the science behind using positive present tense affirmation 
actions mm -hmm. and intentions to really change the course of your life. Well, and I had a couple of websites that I wanted to share. Mind Body Green had a wonderful article on 10 intentions to set for your most authentic life. And it was a it's a very short little article, but it talks uh, about keeping it positive, making sure it can evolve, aim for the short term. And it goes, uh, it goes into a little detail on that. And it was a nice article. There's another one on goodnet.org and the tagline for goodnet.org is gateway to doing good. And I love that. But this article, um, is called 10 Ways to Set Yourself Up for Success Each Day. State your intention and let the universe do the rest. So it's a pretty good article and it goes into a lot of the stuff that Tanya and I talked about today uh, with creating a mantra and sharing your intentions. When you look at the list, do you have one or two favorites to share? You know, I do have a couple of favorites on this. One was creating a ritual and incorporating your intention into your existing morning routine. So if you sit down and read the news and sip coffee and you make some time during that ritual to state your intention while the coffee's brewing or while you're pouring your cup. So make your intention a part of your ritual. And I thought, oh my gosh, I freaking love that. We did talk about meditation. The other one that I really liked was consider how you'll feel. A large part of setting an intention is getting super specific about what it is that you want and how you'll feel once you get it. Uh, tapping into those emotions only make your dreams feel more plausible and more real. That's the right side of the paper. Mm -hmm. I love that. Exactly, exactly. Oh, I've got one more for you. Write it down the night before. And this is sometime before bed. Write down your goals. And this is something I do almost every night. Write down your goals. Spell out what they are, what your life will look like once you accomplish them, and how you'll feel when you accomplish them. Then read what you wrote and make sure it's extremely specific. And in the morning to set your mindset for the day, reread them. Oh, I love that. Mm -hmm. Stick them under your pillow. Exactly. <laughs> If you're, if you're a person like me who digs your Reiki and your rocks, you place them under a rock on a crystal grid. You know, I still have, you had me make a whole little rock candle crystal water thing space over here. And I still have it right here. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. Awesome. I love it. And it's setting on my intention. It is setting on your intention, quite <laughs> literally, and it is putting it in place. Mm -hmm. I love that. Now, one thing we didn't really talk about is fear with setting an intention. That's a very valid point. And maybe not even so much fear, but also the very intense power that you and I were talking about when it comes to intentions is being careful what mm -hmm. you intend for. Right. Remember always ahimsa first for yourself and for others mm -hmm. so that nothing it is that you are intending for could be hurtful or harmful to someone else. Right. And also be careful in what you're wishing for or intending for because of its power that if you're not truly in truth with it and it does come true, then you may have a different problem on your hands. Exactly. Yeah. I do think that that's important to, mm -hmm. to mention. There is a lot of fear in intention setting because People are so used to the here and now and what they have and, you know, where their life is right now that they're like, yeah, well, if I want that, 
and I get that, then I might have to give up this, right? Well, but maybe if that's what your real truth is, then it's necessary for you to let go of that. And that can be scary for people. Mm -hmm. Especially, I mean, change is always scary, but change can help us get to our best life. Super cool. Get your intentions, friends. Be empowered. Share with us any of them. Plop them up on our Facebook page. Let us know what you have for intentions. Perfect. I'm Kat Kahn. And I'm Tanya Rice. And this is Two Pittas on a Pod signing off. Thank you for listening to Two Pittas on a Pod. We're grateful you joined us. Join us again for more musings of a couple of yogis. We hope you learned, laughed, and enjoyed this podcast. And we hope you will share your comments or questions. Email us at twopittasonapod at gmail.com. And like us on Facebook and Instagram at twopittasonapod.